The following program is sponsored by Fairly Spiritual on KCIS. Well, hello there, everyone. It's Pastor Doug Bursch, and you're listening to The Fairly Spiritual Show. So uh, the church in America is declining, and a lot of people want to blame the world, Hollywood, those liberals, those pagans, but I don't think that's the problem. I think the primary reason the church is declining is Christians don't look any different than the rest of the world. We're just as angry, just as mean, just as divisive, just as worldly. We're going to talk about that on today's Fairly Spiritual Show. Thanks for listening to this Friday edition of the Fairly Spiritual Show. I try to bring you two shows a week. One is on podcast form on Wednesdays at fairlyspiritual.org, and the other is right here on this radio station. Uh, so glad you could listen. Uh, you can text the show at any time, 360-818-4513, but please listen to the whole show before you just kind of go off on a text rant. I'd like it if you'd, you know, listen to the full thought. 360-818-4513, that's 360 360- 818-4513. I don't want to do ministry pretending. I don't want to put on a facade. I don't want to be a fake person, a fake Christian, a fake pastor, a fake radio host. I don't want to be one of those people. So I'm going to just be unfiltered and as honest as I can be with you right now on the show. Uh, I look at the world as you do, and some weeks, you know, are better than others. And sometimes you just look at the witness of Christians in the world and you scratch your head. I know that uh, there's a narrative out there that the reason people, you know, the next generation isn't going to the church or is falling away from the church or not following Christ, it's the world, you know, it's it's Hollywood, it's... Um, the schools, you know, there's not prayer in schools. It's the liberals. It's, you know, this agenda against Christians, and we need to fight against those people. We need to fight against people who are attacking the church. I don't think that's the big issue. Certainly, there are always people who are going to fight against the church and fight against Christians. Uh, when I look at our culture, what disheartens me the most what I think is the most profound problem, or the problem that we could actually fix, you know, the one that is within our control as Christians, the reason uh, the younger generation, and not just the younger generation, but frankly, any generation, is leaving the church, and the church is not very attractive to them, and Christianity is not very attractive to them, the reason is other Christians. Uh, The gospel is not attractive to them, because Christians don't look any different than the rest of the world. And I'm not talking about this, uh, the fact that, you know, Christians get divorced as much as other people, or, you know, we go to bad movies just like uh, pagans go to bad movies. I'm, I'm not doing that. You know, Christians need to be more righteous and holy, and no, I'm, I'm not even talking about that, although we could have discussions about what we watch and what we do and what we say. I'm talking about the general spirit of Christians. We just 
don't look different than the rest of the world. And I just wanted to go through some things. I was jotting down some notes before today's show. And I'm just going to talk to you right now. Just uh, let's spend some time and talk about these things. Because there's some very troubling, troubling things. Not some little things that trouble me, but some greatly troubling things. Revival could occur in the church, not if we have another law changed. Not if we get more Supreme Court justices. Not if we elect the right person as president or the right senator or the right... That's not where revival will start. Revival could truly start if Christians repented. If we repented of what we're doing and we turned to God and we lived our lives based on the mandates of Scripture. Paul told us that we are called into the ministry of reconciliation, that we've been reconciled through the cross, and so we are all called to that ministry of reconciliation where we are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ so that the enemies of God can become friends of God, so that those who are lost can be found, so that those who are dead in their sins can become alive in Christ. So our purpose on this planet is not to win arguments, not to get our guy elected over their guy. Our purpose is to shine the light and life of Jesus Christ into darkness for the purpose of bringing people who are lost into relationship with God, into relationship with Jesus Christ. Our purpose of speaking truth is to speak truth in such a loving way that people turn from darkness to life. Your goal this week is not to win arguments. Your goal is not even to stand for the truth. Well, I'm just standing for the truth. No, that's not a good enough goal. When we communicate truth, it's always relational. It's motivated by this, that I'm communicating truth to any individual with the purpose of them, one, knowing that I deeply love them. If I'm ever communicating truth with not the intention of the person knowing that I deeply love them, I'm not communicating Christian truth. It doesn't matter if it's one-on-one, in person, in the church, over the radio, in a podcast, or in a political forum. As a Christian, I am mandated, I am called, I am commanded to always communicate in a way that demonstrates that I genuinely love that person. And even if I'm communicating a truth that is hard for someone to hear, I am doing it not because I'm mad at them, not because I want them to lose and me to win, not because I want to hurt them because they hurt me, not because I want them to go away and leave me, but because I genuinely love them and I want them to find God. And not only do I want them to find God, but I want us to grow together in love. I'm always communicating truth for the purpose of loving someone and bringing them into reconciliation with God and hopefully reconciliation one to another. That's the purpose of my Christianity. And when you look at how Christians witness in the world, many are not motivated by reconciliation. We've forgotten the reason that we are supposed to exist on this planet. I want to look at just some of the most profound areas where we've just forgotten what we're called to do and how we could radically change our families, our churches, our cities, our communities, our nation, our world, if we embrace these things 
instead of the other things that we embrace. First, one of the things that I see so clearly is many Christians have embraced a partisan spirit, a filthy, wicked, contrary to the gospel partisan spirit. Now, hear me, this is what I mean by a partisan spirit. Everyone has political opinions. There's nothing wrong with a political opinion. In fact, when we're in a republic like this, it's important to have a political opinion because we're called to vote. We're called to take our opinions and to bring them into you know, the public square and to express those opinions and to elect people who will take those opinions and put them into law or will take those opinions and try to establish you know, rules and regulations or remove rules and regulations so that those opinions that we think are right will be able to be free or wh whatever those opinions are. There's nothing wrong with having political opinions. But political opinions are different than a partisan spirit. A partisan spirit is this kind of spirit. I want my side to win and your side to lose. Your side to lose. I want my side to win, your side to lose. I want to destroy you. It's us against them. A partisan spirit does not communicate for the purpose of, I believe you're in the wrong, and I'm communicating because I want to have relationship with you. I want to do this together. A partisan spirit does not think in terms of reconciliation. It doesn't think in terms of we're going to work together because we need to be a community that comes closer to God and closer to each other. No, a partisan spirit is just our side against your side. And our goal is for us to win and for you to lose and you to go away. The partisan spirit is contrary to the reconciling mandate of the gospel. And many Christians have not deciphered the difference between reconciliation and a partisan spirit. And you see this, that Christians are being motivated not by a reconciling spirit, but a partisan spirit. So they're communicating their truth, and their truth might be right, but they're not communicating it for the purpose of loving people and bringing them into relationship with God. They're not communicating truth for the purpose of building relationship one to another, building community. They're communicating truth for the purpose of my side winning, your side losing, me determining that I'm right and you're wrong, proving that we're the good guys and you're the bad guys. It's our America, not your America. We're on the side of God. You're on the side of Satan. It's a communication that divides and devours, and it's not Christ-like. And you can tell that many Christians are following this partisan spirit is that they're listening to people who aren't Christians, who don't have a Christ-like spirit, and they're acting just like those people. They're listening to political pundits, they're listening to uh, political leaders who aren't Christians, who don't have a Christian spirit, and they're literally mimicking exactly what those people say and do, even though those people don't remotely follow Christ. That's an anti-Christ spirit, and it's contrary to the will of God, and it's harming our witness in America and in the world. Let's take a break. Much more to come. All right. This is what I'm about. If you're interested in keeping this show on the air and you say, hey, I'd like a little bit more of this on Christian radio, then I need someone to support it. Go to fairlyspiritual.org and support today. Your gift of $25, $50, $100 or more will keep us on the radio. And if you even give more, we can expand to other markets. I think people need to hear this. fairlyspiritual.org. Donate today. You can also text the show 360-818-4513. That's 360 
4513-360-818-4513. And please pick up my book, The Community of God, A Theology of the Church from a Reluctant Pastor. You can find out more information at my website, fairlyspiritual.org. Okay, I I just thought today's show, I'm just going to be unfiltered and just sit down with you and talk to you like I would just talk to a good friend. There's things out there that Christians are doing that's disgusting. It's not advancing the kingdom of God. It's not helping the witness of Christ. We are embracing an antichrist counterfeit gospel. And one of the things we've embraced is partisan communication, a partisan spirit. Now, you can be a Democrat, you can be a Republican, and you can be a Libertarian, and you can be a Green Party person. You can have a partisan persuasion. But a partisan spirit communicates for the purpose of my side winning and your side losing. As long as we get our 51% and get our guy in, that's all that matters. That's not how Christians are supposed to communicate. If we have political opinions, fine, everybody's supposed to have a political opinion. But we communicate our truth for the purpose of bringing people into relationship with God and for us to have a relationship one with another. If you are a Christian, you are growing in relationship with people who are different from you. Here's a sign you're not following Christ if everyone you know is just like you. It's a sign you're not following the mandate of Christ if everyone is as wide as you, if everyone is the same age as you, if everyone's the same economic you know, ladder as you, if everyone looks like you, has the same politics as you, that's a sign you're not engaging in the ministry of reconciliation. Because the ministry of reconciliation will call you to be friends with people who are different from you, who have different politics than you, who have different beliefs than you, who look different from you. And you pursue them with love and for the purpose of relationship. Because you want relationship because, one, you just want to love people because they're made in the image of God. But, two, you want to love them so you can bring them to the truth of God and that you can build relationship one to another. This is what we're called to. But sadly, I see Christians on a daily basis. They go on TV or they go on radio and they listen to a man or a woman who does not follow God at all does not believe in the word of God, who has an antichrist spirit, does not have the fruit of the spirit. They're not kind, gentle, self-controlled. They have none of the fruit of the spirit. They do not express anything in the message of love, nothing that is Christ-like. They don't follow Christ. They do not have a Christ-like spirit. And yet I see Christians follow those people and let those people champion what they talk about, how they talk about things, what they promote on Facebook and Twitter, what they focus their best energy on. Sometimes people get upset that the Catholic Church is led by the Pope. Well, when I look at Protestants, often we're led by talk show political pundits. We're led by Rush Limbaugh. We're led by Ann Coulter. There's no way that that should be the witness of Christians. We should be led by Jesus Christ. And he called us to lay down our lives and to love the enemies of God and to do as he did for us. And by the way, I I mentioned some far-right examples. I see uh, progressive far-left Christians who will do the same thing. They will follow people who do not have a Christ-like spirit, who are angry and bitter and mean and self-righteous, and they will communicate their truth in the same partisan, angry, bitter way, and they will forget the mandate to be reconciling. As Christians, we are to be radically different than the world. There's a reason people are not going to church. There's a reason they're not following Christ, because Christians look just like non-Christians. 
We have nothing to offer. I remember as a kid uh, when I would spend the night at a friend's house. And uh, I'm just going to tell you this. One of the reasons I'm a Christian is my home was radically different than other homes. I was raised in a home of grace and love and mercy. My parents believed in parenting through grace and love. It was a radically different home. The fruit of that home is my older brother is a pastor. My younger brother is a pastor. I'm a pastor. My older sister is a worship leader. My younger sister is heavily involved in our church and, and works as well within the church. And we're all people who love God. And we love each other. And we're followers of Christ. It was a home of love and grace and mercy and kindness, full of the fruit of the Spirit. And I remember going to other homes, and I would see how people would treat each other. I would see the anger. I would see how the kids would, would treat each other and how they would lie to their parents and how after their parents had yelled at them, how they would treat each other poorly when the parents weren't around. And I remember feeling sick in my stomach, and I didn't know why. I didn't know what was going on because in my stomach, I would just feel sick. And I realized later that what I, I was experiencing is when I went to those homes, I was abiding in a different spirit. There was a different spirit in that home. The Spirit of the Lord was not allowed to move in that home to be, God was not, not allowed to be Lord in that home. Instead, there was a spirit of control, a spirit of legalism, a spirit of it was, you know, an angry father who set the role, rules, or it was a, a legalism of this is just how it is, and you're going to follow our rules, or we're going to spank you or ground you. It, it wasn't the love and the grace and the truth and the presence of God that ruled in those houses. And I recognized the difference of that spirit. And so I, I grabbed a hold of Jesus and I became a Christian because I knew that that spirit was different than what I saw in the world. You couldn't convince me not to follow Jesus because the spirit I felt in my home was different than the spirit I saw in the world. But we don't have that in many of our Christian witnesses. As Christians, we, we just seem bitter and angry and divisive and and we're fighting with people through social media, and we're arguing our religious doctrines, and we're, we're championing our crusades, and we're, we're trampling over people. And people look at that, and they go, I don't, I don't want that. Kids grow up in those homes, and they go, I don't want that. That's no different than the world. The only thing that's different from the world is that home's just a little bit more sad, and a little bit more legalistic, and a little bit more hypocritical. But they don't see a better spirit. As Christians, we're supposed to have a radically different spirit than the partisan spirit of this age. And one way for us to have a radically different spirit than this age, and, and this is just something I want to challenge you with, you're listening to me right now, is if we want to change the world, instead of spending another day focusing in on what our enemies are doing wrong and, and forwarding another thing to them, or wasting another hour listening to a show that every day all that show does is talk about what they're doing, what they're doing, what they're doing, what they're doing, what they're doing. There's something incredibly filthy in that, just every day. You know, sign our petition so we can fight against what they're doing. Sign our petition so we can fight against what they're doing. Instead of doing that today, maybe let God search your heart. Because this is what happens when you understand the radical grace of God. When you understand the radical grace of God, you begin to look at the sins in your own life. You begin to repent quicker. You begin to recognize that there's work to be done in your life. And the best witness you can have in the world is not being a crusader against the rest of the world, but actually taking serious the brokenness in your own life. 
that there's an attitude in your heart that needs to be adjusted. That before you remove the specks in the world's eyes, you got to deal with the plank in your own eye because kids don't abandon the faith because of the world. They abandon the faith because they do not see it in their own homes. I know these things make people mad, and you can get mad at me. You can focus on everything I've said wrong, and maybe I've even said things wrong. But I'll tell you this right now. You could use more effective time to deal with your own life. And here's the amazing thing about grace, and I'd love for you to focus in on this. The cross is an expression of grace that God said to every single one of us, I love you so much that I'm going to take all of your sins upon myself. I'm just going to take all of your sins upon myself. It's a complete expression of God saying, I will take all the punishment. I will take everything. At the cross, God not only took the punishment for our sins, but he identified with the sins done against us. He became the perfect sacrifice for our sins, and he became the one who suffered for the sins done against us so he can identify with us when we're sinned against. It's an expression of grace. And because we were loved so much through the cross, and because the cross is such a powerful expression of grace, that we're not made righteous because we did good things, because we were good people. We are made righteous because of Christ's love. Because we are made righteous because of Christ's love, then we can look at the sins in our life. We don't have to hide our sins. We don't have to pretend that we're doing it right. I'd love it if you'd see God's grace like this that you are in the center of a circle. Just see yourself as the center of a circle and see that circle expanding and expanding and expanding. You're right in the center of that circle and that circle is as big as your city. And then that circle goes out as far as Washington State and it goes out as far as the United States and then it goes out as far as the world and then it goes out farther and farther and farther and that circle encompasses all of existence and you are in the center of that circle. I want you to see that circle as grace. You are in the center of God's will because of his grace. You're not on the edges, ready to fall off if you do something wrong. You are completely saved through the cross of Jesus Christ. And because the grace of God has placed you into the center of his love, then you can let him look at the sin in your life. So maybe after listening to the show, instead of justifying what you're doing, instead of defending the things you're doing that are not producing fruit, maybe in the center of God's grace say, search my heart, Lord. Am I focused on the wrong things? Show me where I need to repent. Do I need to kneel before you and say, forgive me, Lord. I've been fighting with people instead of loving people. I've been crusading against people instead of engaging in the ministry of reconciliation. Transformation occurs when we take serious the good news of the gospel. And the good news of the gospel is that we have been saved through the grace and love of Jesus Christ. And because we are securely saved because of the grace and love of Jesus Christ, we can look at the sins in our life and repent of them, not just in the beginning, but daily. Repentance begins in our house. Christian radio should be all about, let's look at our lives, let's humble ourselves, not a bunch of political things about what's wrong with the world. If they don't know Christ, it doesn't even matter. Our goal is first to bring them the love and the truth and the good news of Jesus Christ. Christianity isn't where we rally together in our little groups and talk about what's wrong with other people and hide out until Christ returns. You and I can make a radical difference in the world. 
And it's not through forwarding another post about what's wrong with that person or some secret agenda by someone else. We can make a radical difference in the world if we say, Lord, search my heart, know my ways, and if there be any wicked way in me, I repent of it, and I ask that your transforming grace would renew my heart, renew my soul, renew my mind, and that you would help me to be conformed to your image. Help me to grow in your love, in your grace, in your mercy, and your character. I want to look different from this world. I want to be led by you. I want my actions and my spirit to look like you. I want people to say when I speak that they think of Jesus. When I act, they think of Jesus. Let people see Jesus in me. Thanks for listening. Hey, feel free to text the show. 360-818-4513. I think some angry people might text today. So if you like the show, please text 360-818-4513. 360-818-4513. And if you want a show like this to stay on Christian radio, then I'm going to need you to donate because some people are not as interested in this as you are. So please donate today. Fairlyspiritual.org. Your donation matters. Please pick up my book as well, The Community of God. I love you guys. Make room for the Lord. I will see you next time. Proceeding broadcast was sponsored by Fairly Spiritual. When you write or call this program, be sure to mention you heard it on KCIS.